everyone. Welcome to the Goodness Podcast, where we talk about the goodness of God and how to live his holy way. My name is Ashley. And I'm Marissa. And we are the the daughters of Yahweh. So today we're going to be talking about the power of the tongue. You probably know the pain of regretting words you have spoken, words of pride, dishonesty, envy, gossip, or anger. Although you can seek to restore bruised relationships through repentance and forgiveness, um, spoken words can never be retrieved. They have a lasting impact. They Scripture warns us, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the healers. That's Ephesians 4, 29. And Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words, which means that words we speak have an incredible power to our, to shape our lives into the lives of others. Um, our words can be used as tool to bring life by bringing encouragement, comfort, and hope, or to bring death by spreading hurtful lies, gossip, and negativity. Every word we say carries with it a profound responsibility, um, a potential to make a difference. Yes. Um. Guard your mouth isn't just a quote to throw around, but it's wisdom to live by. Though our words don't produce material life, they can and do produce spiritual life and death. Words are evidence of what is in our hearts. We put a lot of effort into cleaning ourselves up on the outside. What God is most concerned in is about cleaning us up on the inside. So we can't like live in this, live in the flesh, but we have to live in the spirit because mm-hmm. what you speak really comes from the heart and comes out your mouth. Yes, that is true. Um, in First Samuel chapter 16, the Lord is talking to Samuel about the newly appointed king, David. <laughs> Samuel examining the um, appearances of the sons of Jesse, um, noting their stature and strength, thinking surely God would choose one of them to be the king of Judah. Uh, but the Lord responds to Samuel's assumption with this. And Sam- First Samuel 16, 7 says, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God is concerned with our words, because our words reflect the condition of our hearts. Yes. Have you ever said anything like that you don't, that you wish you could take back? That you wish you could say? Yeah, me too. Me too. I always have to watch what I say I actually had to watch what I um said today because my kids was working my nerves and I just I was like man y'all just working my nerves and I was like I'm gonna take that back I'm sorry Lord because <laughs> I know I say that too I was like oh you guys are so annoying and then <laughs> Mike comes I I'm like sorry guys I didn't mean to say that that was wrong I should have said that but yeah so I have to <laughs> That's that's a struggle for me, actually. Every day I have to watch my mouth. So I have to pray to God, like, Lord, guide my words, guide my mouth. You know, give me the positive words to speak, especially to my children. Because I notice that some things I say, they say to each other. So it's like, I really got to watch my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
and we had I had I always have to like watch my mouth too because the baby he says like repeats everything I say so oh yeah they're always watching us so we got to be good with those but it is so hard to you got to just think before you say stuff but I've been trying to be more conscious of that yeah but our words are the fruit of what is in our hearts so Jesus shares this lesson with his disciples in Luke chapter 6, shortly after his teaching of the Beatitudes. He says in Luke 6, 43 to 45, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its own fruit. For, for men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man... Um, out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks yes and um hateful and hurtful words are more likely to impact the people on the receiving end of them but they are also a reflection of what is in our hearts we cannot align with hate and deception and accept to expect to reap eternal life to um guard our words effectively we must diligently guard our hearts proverbs 4 23 to 24 says keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life put away from you a deceitful mouth and put and put perverse lips far from you yes and then some ways you can tame your tongue um, you can dedicate your heart, mind, and tongue to the Lord daily. Pray to God, pray that God will protect your mind from thoughts that lead to words of destruction. Offer all of the words of the day ahead to him with praise. Hebrews 13, 5 says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of the lips that only profess his name. When we choose praise, we sacrifice slander gossip, fear-based words in the language of hell. Luke 6.45 says that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What are you filling your heart and mind with? Yes, and um, another way is um, to pray that God will give you an awareness, a consciousness of your words. Um, I know someone once said that taste your words before you spit them out, which is, I mean, that's acknowledging your need for discernment and God's grace to help you remain conscious of your words. Be intentional. If you're supposed to speak up, do it with boldness. If you are supposed to remain silent, do it with boldness. Psalms 19, 14 says, let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength. So take responsibility for the words that came out of your mouth. Yes, and then another way is you can surrender your right to complain. Um, I know that's hard for me because I find myself always complaining about something, but <laughs> I'm going to work on this. I need, really need to work on my tongue. <laughs> See, we're not perfect. <laughs> All right, so you and I are not entitled to the act of complaining, especially not in front of your friends, coworkers, and strangers. No one enjoys hearing it, and the people that seem to don't have your best interest in mind. Um, that people don't engage you or agree with you when you complain about yourself and others, it is because you are making them uncomfortable. Another way to tame your mouth is to ask for forgiveness for any unloving words or attitudes. Um, 
Indeed, we all make any mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every in other way. That's James 3.2. So spend some time with the Lord, repenting and asking for forgiveness regarding language or words that you have spoken that are offensive. Commit to working on changing the way you speak in order to demonstrate his love to the world. Yes. And then another way is you can practice speaking words that will encourage, comfort, edify, and inspire others. Ask God to guide you to speak words that will honor him and accomplish his purposes. The goal is to speak life, not death. This means that you should, that you try, you try practicing Ephesians 4.29, which says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. To encourage means to give support, confidence, or hope. Um, to comfort means to soothe, console, or bring freedom from pain. And then to edify means to cultivate, develop, and build up. And to inspire means to motivate, excite, energize, and to breathe. Um, yeah, so we can use words to like build others up and speak life into them and encourage them to use their, like, their gifts for the good of God just encourage them not talk down to them make them feel bad discourage them instead of discouraging them encourage them yes and and also understanding that not every thought needs to be expressed like in a world that tells us to use our voice we have a right to be heard in proverbs 10 19 tells a different story which is too much talk leads to sin so be sensible be sensible and keep your mouth should it's easy to get caught up in like debates and like arguments um we're passionate about something and we think if we just explain things a bit more that the person we're debating will finally get it but in proverbs um it has a different perspective which is don't waste your breath on fools for they will despise the wisest advice which is proverbs 23 9 so there's something to be said for um, saying nothing silence can be powerful yes and um being silent is really hard <laughs> for me girl I was gonna say I need to work on this I'm gonna pray to God and he convicted me to repent of the words I say and just do better yes not yes. Yes. people and not gossip I mean I don't gossip a lot I but used to yeah, you I know. Not anymore. Yeah. And when people gossip, <laughs> <okay>. stay quiet. <laughs> and then also, um, like rage is speaking death into others, your emotions, uh, like letting your emotions get out of hand, being angry mm -hmm. with them. And that can like cause death too, instead of bringing life to people. We have to control our emotions. And the Bible also says be slow to anger. So that's. That's another thing we have to work, work on, controlling <clears throat> our mouths and <laughs> being slow to anger. Yes. And then also another thing we can speak slowly, like think before we speak. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to read James. So James 1.9 says, let the brother of humble circumstances boast in his exhaustion, but the, let the rich boast in his 
humiliation because he will pass away like a flower of the field. So we have to be humble also. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah. And then our tones matter too. So we have to be gracious with our words. So before we speak, we have to make sure our, our tone, because our tone can, you know, give off another, mm -hmm. like something else. Yeah. Watch our tone. Make sure our words are gracious and attractive. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, we are ambassadors for Christ. So we should be a good example of, you know, how we're supposed to talk with, with each other. So guiding, guiding others in the word. And we can't be like trying to bring people to Christ and still hurting people with our words. So how can you say you're a child of God and your actions are showing other things? So yes, yeah. <laughs> people. Speaking to them meanly. Mm -hmm. so, yes. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for every time we have dishonored you and those um, who have created horrible words in your name, Lord. Um, God, we ask that you alert us when we are being hurtful. Show us how to use our mouth to bless and not curse. Teach us how to love people and help them to know who you are. May our mouth be filled with testimonies and grace and compassion. Thank you for your patience with us. And we ask that you would give us wisdom when we speak and give us wisdom to know when to be silent. We love you, Father. We honor you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Um... Thank you so much. Sorry, it was not that long, but thank you for tuning in. If you're a new viewer, thank you for being here. Don't forget to click the subscribe and like button and share this video with a friend if it did inspire you. And also don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, <clears throat> um, TikTok. It's all at the goodness pod. And if you have any prayer requests, please send us an email. We'd love to pray for you. And if you have any video topic ideas that you want to see, please email them to the goodness pod at gmail.com. And we'll put our email in the description box as well. Thank you for being here and we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>